It's time for the show that brings the magic right to your speakers. Ears up! All right, everybody, welcome back to another show of Ears Up, a podcast about Disneyland. You know, we were going to name this thing, uh, I don't know, we were going to name it a, a bunch of different stuff, and I kind of like, it needs a tagline, right? Like, Ears Up, just in and of itself, doesn't necessarily make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> but I think you have to tell people what it's about, right? I agree. Um, it took us long long enough to come up with Ears Up, yeah. so maybe we should. <laughs> maybe in another eight Eight uh, episodes. We'll figure that part out. Maybe. Who knows? Anyway, as Taryn alluded to, this is show number eight, and we're pretty excited about it. Uh, it, it is. Uh, it is one we've been uh, talking about doing for a little bit. You know, when we started planning these shows out, we're like, "Oh, this is all the stuff we're going to do. We're going to we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about this." And uh, uh, it finally took us a while. But this show is about Disney tours. There's a lot of tours available in Disneyland. And uh, this is a show about one of them. And the plan is going to be that we're actually going to take all of the tours, every single one, and uh, report back to you. Because, you know, let's face it, some of them are kind of expensive. And, uh, of course, we started with the cheapest one first. But that's just (laughs) the nature of running your own podcast. (laughs) You kind of do whatever the money tells you to do. So, uh, anyway, uh, we took the first uh, Disneyland uh, uh, tour the, uh, the welcome to Disneyland. So we're going to talk a lot about that, what that entails, and who it's right for and who it's not right for. Um, but first, of course, uh, we have to talk about uh, you people. Thank you very much for all your support. Um, we've uh, been doing really well on iTunes and the downloads, and you guys have been reading our blog over at earsuppodcast.com. And uh, we really appreciate it. You guys are, are, are engaging with us on social media and our Facebook page and Twitter. And uh, it, it's really a, a joy. And it make, excuse me. It makes doing this easy uh, to, to say, apparently. <laughs> um, it made Facebook fun again. It did. Well, yeah, sort of. I mean, as much fun <laughs> as Facebook can be. Kind of. I tell you, doing social media for a living makes you hate Facebook. It really does. Uh, you know that whole thing about do what you love and you'll never work another day in your life. <laughs> horse pucky that is not true at all unless unless what you love doing is being rich and you're already rich and then you could be rich for a living otherwise oh, i want that job right like you know richard branson or whatever virgin oh. uh yeah he can do what he can have fun because he's rich yeah i mean he worked hard for it of course let's not forget that but anyways regardless so uh if you haven't liked us on itunes and and and, and get the, the podcast immediately once it's posted please do go to itunes and uh please search for ears up podcast and uh, more importantly, like us on there and rate us on there. Uh, we have about 14 or so people that have done that, and uh, it's all been really positive, and that's that's very heartwarming to see. So uh, thank you for doing that. Also, find us on Facebook and Twitter at Just Ears Up, and uh, chime in. Let us know what's going on. You know, Let us know what you like about the show. Uh, go to earsuppodcast.com, and there you can leave a comment. Uh, if you want some feedback, if you want to to let us know what you think of the show, if you have some criticisms or, or, or if you have some praise, uh, either one. We'll talk about either one. We'll read it on the air, and we'll, we'll discuss it with you. So, uh, you know, that's, that's the kind of thing that we do. That's our thing over here. <laughs> <laughs> and make sure to spread the word. Tell your friends about us. You yeah. know, we, you probably, if you love Disneyland, you probably have people in your life that love Disneyland as well. So, you know, let them know what's going on. And um, if you guys go to the park together, say, hey, you know, I heard about this on Ears Up Podcast, and it's, pretty, it's a pretty neat thing about the park. And, 
you know, hopefully they'll like us and then maybe we can start getting some money from this thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and it's true. Like, it's funny how many people you, you know, that go to Disneyland, especially in California, that go to Disneyland once a year, once every two years, like it's their annual trip or whatever. Um, I was on BART on my way to work uh, a couple weeks ago, and this girl was sitting next to me with this piece of paper with all this scribble on it. And I figured she was just working, but then I kind of like my eyeballs went over there because I wanted to see what she was working on. <laughs> and it was all these Anaheim hotels, and she was trying to find the right one. And I just, I didn't really have the gall to say anything, and I should have. Terry! I know! Oh, boo on you, Terry. <laughs> I know, I know. Boo on you. I should have just said something, but it's also 7.30 in the morning on BART. Nobody's happy. Yeah. She's scribbling all over this piece of paper, really stressed out, which I should have just told her, but I'm not going to be like, hey, go listen to this 45-minute podcast that might give you some information <laughs> about what you're thinking. Of course like- it will. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, Tara and I just came back from the park uh, this past weekend, and we were riding... Um, Pirate to the uh, Caribbean, Caribbean, mm-hmm. and some lady was trying to tell the people that she was with about the real skeletons in Disneyland. She says, "See that that's that skull over the bed? That's the only real." And I was that guy. I tapped her on the shoulder. I was like, "Actually, <laughs> it's not." But I will say, I pulled the Taryn, and I didn't. Yeah, I say uh, how I. I just said, "I have a friend who works here," because I don't yet know how to market myself. We Which need sweatshirts. We need hats. Yeah, yeah I know. We at least need business cards or something. I was actually like, thinking okay. about that today because yeah. um, there's a lady that works with me who um, was talking about Disneyland today, and I told her about it, and she's like, "Okay, I'll check it out." Then I'm at Starbucks, and I'm trying to tell this barista about it. Uh, Star, by the way, Starbucks is okay as long as it's not in Disneyland. Right. Let me just say that real quick. <laughs> um, That's true. And so I'm telling him about it. And he's making drinks and trying to understand it. If I had a business card, I was like, here, just check this out. It would have been a lot easier. You're yeah. our hype man. I am. You yeah. are. You You need to teach us, like, off air, instead how to of, do this. Instead of a, a big clock, like uh, Flavor Flavor, <laughs> you can just wear a Mickey hat. Oh, that would be Boom, amazing. Like a Mickey hat around your neck. That'd be great. Oh, man. Sounds happening. <laughs> be our hype man. <laughs> Here's a podcast, boy. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, now that that's all out of the way, let's talk about this tour. So, uh, like I said, it's been in the works for a while. You know, last time we were uh, at at the park, we're kind of figuring out what we're going to do. So, Taryn and I made a, a, a reservation to take the Welcome to Disneyland tour. Um, Taryn, why oh, excuse me, uh, Terrence, why, would you like to? Why that one first? Because it seems like there's a lot of different tours. So, why do you guys settle on that one as the first one? Uh, there were two reasons. Um, one, because we're planning on doing all of them anyway, we figured it's like watching, you know, Dexter or something. You got to start with number one. So that was, that was reason one. Reason two is all the other ones are more expensive. (laughs) (laughs) And we're pinching pennies right now. (laughs) Sure. You didn't get the, uh, the reasons reversed on that. (laughs) I didn't put them in an order. (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) This, uh, this one was $25, but with our, um, annual pass, it was 20 bucks. Oh, it's not right? bad. We got yeah. we got twenty percent off. I think it was twenty percent off. Yeah, and 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 you know, and, and Taryn's right. We had talked about which one to do, and it's like, well, let I want to do the first one, the very first tour, because it's Welcome to Disneyland, right? right. And uh, it goes over the park. It goes over both parks, and mm-hmm. and who knows? We don't know everything. It'd be an, it'd be nice to just kind of learn about it. So, um, anyway. yeah. Well, and essentially, we did it for the podcast. Uh, if we were doing it one hundred percent for ourselves, we would have probably done it three, four, ten years ago. Okay. So we were doing it for this for this research sort of purpose, and so we were like, let's put ourselves in the position of first-timers. 
Okay. But also, let, let's let's be honest. It we're such a Disneyland nerds that we would have done it anyway. Yeah, that's you know, true. it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like reading your favorite book over and over again. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Know, or watching Lost for the eighth time. It's just like <laughs> I already know what's going to happen, but I'm just doing it anyway because I like it. Yeah. Makes sense. Um. So I guess let. I mean, I'll kind of go over with you just what I did to make the reservation. Um, yep. Definitely, you have to make a reservation. I kind of like let this go, and I thought I could just like show up and it would be fine. It probably won't be because I called about five days in advance, and they literally had two spots left. <laughs> oh wow! So, and there's for this particular tour, the Welcome to Disneyland tour, there's only one a day, and only Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So there isn't a whole lot of opportunity to go on this. So I didn't really realize all of that. So we, I think, sort of got a little bit lucky. So I basically just called the the line. You can't do it online. You just call for reservations, uh, 714-781-TOUR. That's at- 714-781-TOUR. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they basically just asked me uh, my name. They did all, They got all my information. They asked me if I was a annual pass holder, and I said yes. And she was like, okay. And that was it. It was a little odd. She didn't ask for a number. To verify, she didn't trusted you. She did. She didn't ask if my if the person I was going with was. So, huh? Okay. It, it was interesting. I don't. I wouldn't say I would try that because you don't want to get caught in doing something with Disney because that's just not cool. Yeah, but cool. I was kind of surprised that there was no verification. Um, and maybe they do that just with your name later on. I don't know. But um, then she also asked, or she said to check out the restaurant list because I would have the opportunity to make reservations before my tour starts. And that was really interesting. And so I, was, I kind of just was like, okay, cool, whatever. Uh, thanks for the reservations. Um, but when we got there, they actually did. They asked us. There was like this list of restaurants where if we wanted to make reservations, we had the opportunity right then. They would just do it for us. Or a couple shows. I think World of Color and Fantasmic, you could get preferred seating. And uh, the Aladdin show. Oh, right. The Aladdin theater show. And it's not every restaurant. It was Blue Bayou I think it was two or three rest. It was three restaurants. Okay. So not everyone, but uh, that was a, a good part of it. Is you you can you can do dinner reservations or or lunch even too, depending on what they have and and a show. Yeah, and I did want to make a note um, that when I did make the reservation, it is not like a hotel reservation where you give them your credit card and you can cancel. I made it, and then I was like, okay, well, what if uh, if something happens and and we have to cancel? Uh, do I just call this number back? She's like. Oh no! You've already paid for it. <laughs> I was like, Oh! oh. <laughs> I was like, Okay. It's like that. <laughs> wow. So yeah. So which makes total sense, right? Because how many people? Because it was at ten thirty on a Friday, right? And you know how many people are really going to make that if they if they don't have that tight window, right? I think more people than not are going to drop out and go. Well, I'd rather just really ride, you know, pirates all day. Yeah, that's smart. That yeah. really is. That is. Yeah, so when you when you give your credit card over the phone, you you're going. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're you're going. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so so I, I thought it was really cool. You know, we 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 got there, we checked in, and like Taryn said, she, you sure you don't want any of the shows? Like, no, I really don't. Kind of looked wanna. down on us a little. Yeah, she's like, okay, that's fine. Um, then our tour guide gathered. We waited for for a bunch of people uh, to come in the other the other part of the. Tr- yeah, I would say that if someone is going to go on the tour um, and you want to see World of Color, preferred seating is the way to go. Absolutely. Um, I, I forgot what what episode it was in when we talked about that. Uh, preferred seating is actually preferred standing, mm-hmm. but um, you're guaranteed a good view. So, um, you know, if you if you don't want to do the restaurant, I understand that. But 
uh, that's the best way to see World of Color. Yeah, this so. is for the welcome. To, this is yeah. this is your first, and and you know at first like oh welcome to Disneyland. What does that really mean? It's it's literally for people who've never been. Okay, I, I, literally never ever ever been. Okay. Not like us freaks, right? Yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah. Um. So it was it was kind of cool. This you know the the lady comes out. She has a little riding crop, and she's like, okay, I'm gonna hold the riding crop up. And maybe you guys have been to the park before. You've seen these people. They have the little checkered vest and the kind of old school almost pith helmet looking yes. thing and she's walking along and and we kind of we started in california adventure mm-hmm. um and she was describing uh the point of california adventure yeah. to and to many people i'm sure you know that was much needed but uh just describing that we kind of went through the hollywood section of uh of of the park we went uh she was showing us just kind of where different stuff was um, and then we went around by the Tower of Terror, mm-hmm. uh, and that was kind of neat. Um, and then the coolest part, up until this point, Tara and I look at each other like, this is going to be real boring, because we <laughs> thought it was going to be like, oh, and then over here was where Walt, you know, whatever, yeah. or here's what, you know, some like insight. Yeah, right? more that, historical, yeah. Yeah. I, understand that. I remember I looked down at my watch, and it had been 15 minutes, and this is a two-and-a-half-hour tour, and Seven. and I was like, Oh no! <laughs> yeah, we're like, oh, this is real cool. So anyway, we're kind of just making the best of it because it's still Disneyland, and the park right. was crowded. Well, what, busy um, day. Was it easy for you guys to hear her? I mean, I've seen the people with the riding crops, but is it gonna, is it easy to stay together and also hear? It was hard for me to hear because she was she was a, a, an older lady and she wasn't really projecting a whole lot, and okay. it was real loud. But I thought it was fairly easy to stick together. I mean, we just kind of yeah. hung out anyway with her. There were twenty of us on the tour total. Yeah. Okay, that's not that bad. And you know, okay. so occasionally we would stop and then wait for the stragglers because they were like people pushing strollers, of course, and okay. all that kind of stuff. Um, but the tour started to turn around for me in about forty-five minutes in when we uh, we we kind of exited Bugs Life Land and uh, we just walk over to the section that I've never really noticed before, and uh, we go, we're going down this little path, and apparently there's a, a Bugs Life 3D interactive thing. It's like a theater. It's, it's like, like a, a show. You know, like the Muppet interactive theater okay yeah it's like that right? but it's a bug's life thing so you kind of go down and like you're in this little ant farm you guys have never been to that never no, no. i didn't know it even existed who without kids goes to bug's it's life it's tough to be a bug yes. that's the name yeah. of it yeah, yeah i've right, been right. there a lot of times it's actually a really good show i had it's no amazing. idea what it was yeah yeah i've never never heard of it never been to it nothing never seen people waiting in line yeah. for it yeah i've never There's, i didn't even know there that there was anything over there yeah. no, it's really good they have um all the different pictures on the wall mm-hmm. yes yeah, it's, it's a neat little that's a neat little thing it's awesome yeah. yeah it was it was more than it was it was great it kind of blew me away it was oh. it was a 3d thing and they have a, a, along the same lines of the muppet interactive one where they they have little characters coming out but um, just the effects and, you know, at one point the, the lights go down and, and then you look and then they come up and then there's all these bugs everywhere, like yeah. dropping from the ceiling. It was really, really pleasant. I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is cool. Nice. Um, so we kind of tooled a little bit around DCA and then we... we... Well, and, and that was actually really, um, not to interrupt, but that was interesting to me that on this tour we were watching a show. I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just going to be walking around. I didn't expect it to be so, like... You're actually doing things at Disneyland, I guess, and and that was really cool. Well, I mean, you guys have been to Disneyland about what one, two, three billion times, and <laughs> yeah. you've never been on that. No, that's, yeah. a, that's a really neat way to introduce people to Disneyland because they probably would never ever go to that show. That's exactly. what I. That's what I thought. It was you know she picked the the show that nobody knows about. Yeah, yeah, and, well, and, yeah. and, and, and you introduce you get introduced to kind of the the Disney magic, so to speak. So. 
if that is your very first time getting into the park and you've never done anything at Disneyland, that's your bar. That's, <laughs> that's a pretty good bar. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. a pretty good intro. Yeah, that's cool. And and I think that also, I don't know if they tailor it, but it kind of seemed like she did because I think I think actually our entire group had been to Disneyland before. It wasn't, I don't think it was anybody's first time. There were uh, two people over there. Oh, there were? Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. But most people had been there before, so I think she was sort of tailoring it that way. And I could and be were, totally wrong, there were but it felt that way. Too, so maybe that was it also. They mm-hmm. wanted something to, to really impact the kids with. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so then we, we went back to the park and, uh, she's like, okay, now we're going to go down main street and we're going to go ride pirates of the Caribbean, Caribbean. Yes. And I was like, oh, rad. Then she goes through the exit. Uh, like, <laughs> what? So we, it was a busy day. We just walked up, we misled our way in. We just walked right up to the thing through the exit, stood there. She was like, arranged us all. She goes, okay, you all fit in one boat. We just literally walked right on. We waited 45 seconds. And then boom, right in. And the line for pirates was, was it was all the whole entire maze, yeah. the, the people maze on both sides of the ramp going up, Ooh. all back through the thing, and out on the sidewalk into the into the New Orleans Square. It was like, it was packed. We just went right on. That's almost worth it right worth there. Worth it 20, <laughs> 20 bucks, right? So we did that, totally. and that was cool. And then when we get out, uh, tour guide picks us back up, Paula, I believe Paula, her name was. Yep. And she goes, I got you all fast passes to Indiana Jones while you were on the ride. Nice. Yeah. So, which was an hour wait already at, at 10.30 or 11.30, I guess it was by that time. Right. And the fast passes were returning at like 6 to 7 or 6.30 to 7.30. Yeah. Wow. So it was that busy of a day. She goes, yeah, she's winging out fast passes like a rich uncle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was pretty rad. She was making it rain. It was pretty cool. Um, and then what else did we do? I can't really remember. Oh, we rode the train around. Mm-hmm. It was just basically a, a light introduction to the park. Didn't learn squat about okay. the park at all. Um, well, there were a couple little things that we learned. Um, what are they? Um, we learned, oh, one of the things that she said was in Walt's apartment, she pointed that out. Okay. And she said that his grandchildren and children used to stay up there, or maybe they still do. And... They would sneak out. The, I guess, like that backyard of the apartment, basically goes uh, into uh, Jungle Cruise, and yeah. so they would sneak out and scare people while they were on Jungle Cruise. Oh, nice! <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> Which I thought was such a fun fact, and I actually, I just thought that was really fun. It was. It was. Yeah, that was pretty good to hear. But uh, as far as the park goes, we didn't learn anything. Okay, yeah, you, yeah, that's you true. learn nothing at all. Well, um, yeah, you learn nothing because I you've been nothing. there forever. That's what yeah. I mean. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. learn nothing at all. But okay. we, yeah, exactly right because we've been there. But, uh, but even so, the tour is not really fact. Like we were saying, it's just like this is the ride, and this you can get on the train here, and it takes you here, and and it's a light intro. It's a hand holding, you know, like wa- your mom walking you in a first grade. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's like here's where your desk is, and here's the thing, and now you're on your own. Um, and at the end of the tour, you get a little pin. Like a, a special pin right. and uh, some fast passes, so we got we got two fast passes uh, that are anytime used for that day only. So we got it for Star Tours and we got it for Soren so for California, yeah, Soren or California or whatever it is. Um, and then that was it. And at one o'clock, you're you're done. And the cool thing for me was if I'm a if I've never done this before, my entire day or three fourths of my day has been planned right. because. You know, ten thirty to one. It's already been. I've already done this. We've been on two rides. 
I call the Bugs Life thing a ride. Why right. not? And we got three fast passes. We have the indie mm-hmm. indie pass for six o'clock or six thirty, mm-hmm. and these other two just whenever. Yeah, you, you include lunch in that. You're, That's you're, your day. You're kind of set, and yeah. it's and it's it's very nice. It felt like a very thorough day too okay. with that stuff, especially on a crowded day. There was no way that we were going to go on Star Tours and wait. 60 minutes for a ride that we've been on a thousand times. Hell no. <laughs> and we're not going to wait, you know, 90 minutes for Soren ever. So to have these fast passes really kind of planned out our day. We wouldn't have done those things otherwise, but it was fine. It was great to do them. We probably wouldn't mm-hmm. have ri- rode anything. <laughs> Would you say that it's worth the, the price then? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. 100%. Would you do this tour again just strictly for the fast passes and what you get on that point? No. I wouldn't. No. Okay. I would not um, okay. because it's... Yeah, I, I I wouldn't do it. it. It's not worth that because you get them at the end, right? Right. So uh, I I don't know if the tour guide generally, uh, like Taryn said, I don't know if it was really tailored or not to us. So I don't know if while we're on one ride, she goes and gets fast passes for a popular ride or not. Uh, I I don't know how often that happens. So I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't do it. I don't want to waste two and a half hours in the park following these people around. Yeah. <laughs> well, that'd be a good question to ask people. Um, you know, if you're listening and you have been on this tour before and it has been different you know make sure to go to our uh facebook or twitter let us know um that'd be something interesting yeah yeah i would love to hear about it um but i highly recommend the tour even if you even if you've been um you know once or something like that but if 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 you've been more than three times i don't see any reason actually you know what i'm gonna if you if you've been more than once you don't need to go on this tour unless you want the pin you want the right. pin and like some fast passes that you can use for any time that entire day, and you want to pay twenty bucks, twenty five bucks ahead. Yeah, sure. Why not? Well, and I, I don't know. I kind of disagree with that because I I think that uh, I don't know. I think anybody would enjoy this tour actually, um, especially specifically on a busy day. If you're mm-hmm. if you're somebody that goes to the park a lot and you're going on a day that is really busy, you're probably a person who doesn't want to stand in any lines because you're not used to it i I don't know maybe i'm just speaking for us but like we go on off peak time so we're not used to standing in lines and we get really babyish about it and we don't want to do it and so this was kind of perfect for us because we got on three rides basically we got um three fast passes and that was that was plenty of rides for us to do this day and and it was kind of our whole day and i thought that that made it completely worth it people who have gone to the park 50 times or whatever um and i also wanted to note that it taught me a lesson that i had never learned and it's that you can actually not have your feet hurt at the end of a day it was very interesting after this after walking around all of california adventure and all of disneyland my feet did not hurt and it's because i think of our pace the pace that we went out with the tour Hmm. we weren't rushing from place to place to place we walked slowly we were walking with a group and there wasn't this like pressure to get from one spot to another or hurry up and get on the ride and because of that like we were kind of walking slowly but it didn't feel that way until the end of the day and i was like wow i don't need tylenol (laughs) (laughs) and and that was actually a really good feeling and i think we actually took that lesson and and applied that to the next day oh nice another thing you 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 get to realize when you take this tour, probably any tour, I'll report back when we take the other ones. But uh, the the level of detail, because you have time to stand around and and look at stuff while you're waiting for the rest of your your tour group. So you know, we all know that Disneyland has a, a high attention to detail. But something I never really noticed, or if I had, I've forgotten. But in in like Bugs Land, right? Um, 
the little signs from men and women. Yeah. They have little antlers. Uh-huh. No little antennas. I never really noticed that, or like I said, at least it didn't register until then. I was like, oh my God, look at that. That's yeah. amazing. It's, I don't know, that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I stand by what I say. If you've been to the park once, don't go to this thing. It's not worth it. Go to, you know, do another tour. Um, but like I said, Taryn disagrees, but maybe you can, maybe you can do it, Terrence, and you can be the, the tiebreaker. Yeah, I think I will. I think I definitely will. Definitely eat first. It starts at 1030 over at one. We didn't wake up in time to eat. And we were hungry by one o'clock. That's true. That is a long time, and that's. They tell you to do that. They tell you to eat, or to like be prepared for the. the, But we weren't. (laughs) No, that's fine. No. All right, Taryn, what's going on with feedback? Um, we have a couple actually this time. Um, the first one is, uh, from our friend Greg, our listener friend Greg. Mm -hmm. Um, and wait, do we only have one listener called Greg? We no. It seems like we do. No, we have two. Okay. We have two that we know of? <laughs> that we know of, at least. Is, is this the same Greg? This, this is this a different Greg? This is the same Greg. It's the same Greg. Okay. This one's the same Greg. Well, thanks, Greg. But he just writes so nicely. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> um, basically, this was in response to uh, both the uh, DCA versus um, Disneyland conversation and the blog that I wrote about the berm, and, and it had to do with that as well. Mm-hmm. And basically, his response was just, um, he thinks that aesthetically, DCA is better than it was. It's still lacking content and has significant gaps in aesthetic quality and flow. In some instances, improvements have made things worse. Dissolving the Golden State Land has left Condor Flats, Grizzly Peak, and the wharf abandoned and lifeless. Kind of a, an intense statement, but I, I kind of agree. I would absolutely agree with them as well. Oh, I disagree. Really? Uh, abandoned and lifeless. Have you ever tried walking through that area? It's insane. And people ride the Grizzly Peaks right all the time. Condor Flats, I mean, that's where Soren is. It's terrible. The line is terrible. I disagree. <laughs> I think Greg's high. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, well, uh, on, on a more uplifting note, we also... Uh, Jason received an email from the captain, who was um, who right. interviewed on our last episode. Michael from Main Street Elite. Yes. Our yeah. last episode. And he basically, uh, it was just a really nice thing. He said, uh, we just had a listening party with uh, some members of the club, and it was amazing! Exclamation point. Thank you so much for having us on. I'd, lo- I'd love to come back anytime. Yeah, that was a, it, was a, it was a rad show. I listened to it. It's probably the only one I've really listened to all the way through. Uh, it was great. It was. Did he ask for our jacket size or anything like that? <laughs> no. We actually tried to contact him, but uh, he's, he's, he had said that I, I, I had forgotten this, but he had said he doesn't really check that email all that often, and I think I emailed him on Saturday. Uh, so well, he probably didn't. He should have been in the park it. on Sunday. We That's looked, what we were we looked for him. We saw a lot of, of crews, man. We saw different me, ones. We saw a lot of social clubs, um, different ones, at least two different ones. Really? Oh, no. I saw at least five different ones. Mm hmm. Five different ones that you've never seen before, ever? Oh, yeah, because I've never seen any of them. Oh, well, then, great. Everything. But, I mean, they were all different. Like, all five of them were different, and I thought it was crazy. And some of them have the worst names. Oh, I think they were all terrible. Yeah. (laughs) They really were. Like, seriously, Main Street Elites, like, is the best name of all of these clubs. It's the most catchy, for sure. I mean, Mm -hmm. there was one, it was like the... And I, forgive me if you're listening. Oh, I know. We're going to get I know, beat we up. We probably shouldn't say that. I'm going to do I don't care. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'll lift weights. Uh, it was like the New Orleans Holiday Landers. Yeah, that doesn't is, even make sense. doesn't really well, make sense because you you're, you go to Disneyland during the holiday and you live in New Orleans, right? But it does not roll oh. off the tongue. Oh, 
Main Street Elite rolls off the tongue than New Orleans Holiday Landers. That's not very good. Holiday Landers. That's not very good. I don't want to be part right. of them. <laughs> and then there was another one, Mickey's Little Monsters, named after the Mommy's Little Monsters uh, Social Distortion song, which yeah. is a terrible band. Um, but it has Uh-oh. like the social D, like like uh, dancing skeleton yeah. with a Mickey hat on, but he still had the martini glass and the smoke in his hand. And, yeah, and a little ooh. girl. And a little girl had the patch on. A little, uh, little five-year-old, a little seven-year-old. Yeah. Like, this is, that, that's not, I, look. You're, Wrong uh, message. Your your earlobes are gauged, and, and you know, your the, the bill of your hat <laughs> is flat, and that's cool for you, but come on, man. I mean, you know, I, I just, I, I thought it was the wrong thing to do. I agree. Wow. Wow. Um, and, you know, the others were, 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 you know, ones that I've seen before, but there were a lot of them, but uh, unfortunately, we didn't run into the, any of the elites. That's yeah. too bad. Yeah. Now we're going to all need to bring, like, security guards with us when we go. And... I know. Just bring Terrence. <laughs> I'm not wearing my uh, ears up Mickey Mouse medallion when I go. <laughs> uh, oh, well. Whatever. <laughs> all right. What do you say we get to the fact of the show? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so this is in reference to the Billy Hill and the Hillbillies, which played their final show uh, the other day on January 6th. And we actually got to see some of the holiday show that they put on. It was really good. It was it was it was quite nice, um, and uh, yeah, they're funny dudes, man. They're funny mm-hmm. dudes. Uh, so there's really kind of no there's no. Um, Terrence has never seen them. Why didn't Terrence say that? I don't know. He's oh. shaking his head though. You never seen them. I don't want to bust myself out. I've never seen him either until that well, point. Somebody needs oh, okay. to. Yeah, okay. I've never seen him at that point, <laughs> and uh, it was rad. It was really cool. But you know they've been there forever. Um, so. Through some inside information that we have, uh, sources close to the band are saying that the reason they got let go, released from their contract, is due to the amount of time that they've actually been performing. So there used to be an entertainer back in the days of the the Golden Horseshoe Review with Slewfoot Sue and uh, all these kind of just cast of characters, right? Well, there was one guy called Wally Bogue. And I may be pronouncing his name wrong. Uh, B O A G, mm-hmm. Wally Bogue, right? And you can go on YouTube and do yourself a favor and just search Wally Bogue. Um, from 1955, when the park opens, to the 80s, mid 80s, sometimes this dude was performing inside the park. He was on the on the Mickey Mouse show. He was on the Muppets. I mean, he was he was he did a couple of Disney voices character voices in some movies, but not much. Um, the guy was amazing. He was an amazing performer, very comedic, vaudevillian, you know, sang, danced, did balloon animals. He was really famous for. Uh, but anyway, so Disneyland, supposedly, according to the, the source close to the band, says uh, uh, Disneyland has an unofficial um, time limit on the, the how long, on the length of time that a certain performer can stay at the park. And it's the, the amount of time that Wally Bog was performing. <laughs> So uh, nobody can perform longer than this man because he's such an icon. He has a, he has his own window in the park. Um, that's so cool. It, it's it's really cool. And uh, uh, were you gonna say something? No. Oh, okay. Um, so one thing I wanted to to point out is uh, I, I don't know if you know this or not, but Steve Martin got his kind of start at Disneyland. First, he was selling. They had a newspaper. Apparently, at one point, he was trying mm-hmm. to do that. He said he didn't sell didn't sell one at all right but eventually he, he worked at the joke shop and during his breaks uh he would be able to go into the horseshoe the golden horseshoe review because it cost no money at the time 
you, you know, he's like, all the other rides were were were, were tickets. Oh. Yes, he had to buy tickets, and yeah. he goes, I was scrounging gotcha. on the on the ground for <laughs> for little change so I can buy a, a a ticket ride. Usually an A ticket ride. He was disappointed, but anyway, <laughs> he can go into the Golden Horseshoe, and he saw Wally perform, and he was transfixed. And so something he he'd written in uh, for for Wally's book that was published several years ago. But he goes, uh, um. There was a curious place in Frontierland, the Golden Horseshoe, a saloon with a stage and a finely decorated with the golden luster of an Opry house. The place was curious because it was all free. All you had to do was stand in line. In a few minutes, you were taken inside and treated to a very big show. There was a small band, waitresses in 1890s garb, some racy can-can dancers, a singer, and something I had never witnessed before, a live comedian in front of a live audience. The comedian's name was Wally Bogue, and when he came on stage... I and every other member of the audience laughed ourselves silly. Wally had something about him, an infectious happiness, and a mysterious something else I I later learned was called comedic timing. (laughs) He was immensely likable, and youngsters and oldsters responded with equal hilarity. There was a dose of naughtiness about him, too, which worked well in the squeaky clean Disneyland environment. I became addicted to the show, and its four- to five-show-a-day schedule meant that I could drop in practically any time and watch Wally work. After, I, after a while, I memorized every line and would recite them in my head as Wally spoke them, and I took delight in having the laughs appear, even though I had no role in getting them. I would monitor the rise and fall of the laughter, knowing that this joke would get a smaller response, but wait, the next one's a killer. <laughs> I kept waiting for the day when Wally would have a cold, stub his toe, or blow a tire, and the stage manager would pull me from the audience and whisper, Wally can't make it. Can you go on? Yes, I would have to say. I could go on. I had no idea of how grueling five shows a day could be, but eight years later, when I started on a similar schedule at the competitive Knott's Berry Farm, uh, I'm sure that Wally's approach, which seemed as though he was doing the act for the first time, became a part of my performing style. Wally maintained an incredible freshness. He never seemed tired or bored, and when he left the stage for a costume change, the audience couldn't wait until he re-entered. Years later, when Wally allowed himself some time off, his replacements made me realize even more the extent of Wally's talent and appeal. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, he goes, a few years later, when I started tentatively doing my own comedy, comedy magic act at the local Kiwanis Club or whoever would hire me, I could feel the inspiration of Wally's great silliness. One of my early comic bits involved making balloon animals, a la Wally Bogue, except my animals were a mess. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you know, things, I don't know. It just kind of amazes me how, how things come together. I mean, Steve Martin is, is arguably one of the funniest people oh. in the last 50 years, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Easily getting a start at Disneyland, but also getting inspired by a man who has worked Disneyland for so long, mm-hmm. and, and and learning him, t- teaching him timing, albeit indirectly. It, I don't know. It, it was kind of amazing. So uh, there you go. That's why um, the Billy Hill and the Hillbillies are are actually leaving, not because they did it poorly or not because Disneyland is doing this or whatever. Uh, it's it's because of their, it's their way of of um, honoring someone who kind of made that portion of the park famous Mm -hmm. that's really cool that's a really neat story i like that it is and so i emailed the pr department to see if i can get confirmation and they they refused to comment on that oh really on that rumor yes so they it's something they will not come out publicly and say but this is from a source that's close to the band and this is what the band has been told Hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. So I don't hate it anymore. I mean, I used yeah. to be like, what, what's going on? Right. Um, I do know that they're working on a Golden Horseshoe review to come back, um, which uh, you yeah. know, Karen and I saw last year. And uh, 
It's racy. It's great. Yeah. Really? There's a lot of oh, lace, yeah. lace underwear being shown. It's pretty nice. Fishnets. Oh. Yeah. Nice. And can dancers, really. I mean, yeah. nice. it's hard to get racier than that. Not really. <laughs> Lots of poopy underwear. Lots of poopy underwear. Not That's poopy. Right. Not oh, poopy. Sure? Not poopy. No, Not no. poopy. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I think we're going to get out of here. We've done our job. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for hanging out with us for another spectacular episode of Ears Up. Uh, Like I said, follow us on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter. Be sure to like us on iTunes. Rate us. Download our podcast. Check out our blog, earsuppodcast.com. And until next time, keep your ears up, everybody. Everybody.